Okay. It's 844. 8.44 p.m. And what a night it is. What a night it is. We are here. Just dropping in on yous. Dropping in on you all. And uh, it, it was a... It, I don't know. It was all up in the air. Were we going to go live, to, live tonight? I didn't have any plans for it. And then Anthony got in touch with me and said, Yo, you got to come to the studio? I said, I, I think so. Maybe. Maybe around 8 o'clock we'll show up. Then I said, I said, Lauren, you want to go to the studio? And uh, I looked at Lauren and said, You want to go to the studio? And what did Lauren say? Lauren, what'd you say? Sure. So there it is. <laughs> and then Anthony was ready. He said, You want me to make coffee? And Anthony. You made yeah, coffee. Yeah, I was already cleaning the pot. So, good there. to go. So now here we are. So it's the, it's just the three of us, and it's one. It's the last Saturday in November of 2022, and there's not really a plan. I have a couple of leftover. We, we're doing leftovers tonight. I have some leftover stories I wanted to do, mm. some things that are are funny that you will all remember. We're gonna take calls, and just bullshit. So. How did everybody like their... Well, I mean, we all spent Thanksgiving together, but how did you guys like it? Was it good? It was great. Yeah, it was a great Thanksgiving. What did you think of Thanksgiving? I thought it was good. I didn't have any... It was was odd for me because it was a little more tiring than usual. Hmm. This was the first year for me that Thanksgiving became almost like a summer holiday where I'm, uh, you know, in the summer holidays, I'm, I'm preparing the yard... I'm cooking. I'm just hosting people. I'm just, you know, circling around and just whatever. And uh, so, like, for example, on a 4th of July, it is not uncommon for the entire day to go by and I'm, I have barely eaten. And then mm. whenever, you know, the fireworks go off, everybody starts going home, then I start realizing I'm fucking starving. This was the first time that Thanksgiving felt like that. I had a small plate of something. And then at the end of the day, I just started eating tharals, and, and, and that was just it. It was just a couple. Why of, is that? I don't know. I don't know. I just want to make sure everybody else is, is all set up. And then, so it, I actually ate less on Thanksgiving than I do on a, on a normal day hmm. just because of my, my, own, my workout and eating routines. I ate less and lower quality food yeah. on, on Thanksgiving than I would... I, any other day because because I was in that hosting mode that's just the way it is so um but otherwise it was it was all it was wonderful be around everybody and and have it go so smoothly but we are we have a couple things we have going on here tonight and Lauren I hope you jump into all of it okay okay yep please do because people are excited to see you here <laughs> you don't come by that often we got ourselves a babysitter and now uh, and now here we are for at least an hour so, yeah. so what do you are. have? What do you have? First thing up is this Carnival Cruise. Now, Lauren's been on a cruise ship. I have not. Anthony hasn't either. Um, listen to this. Carnival Cruise Ship passengers falls overboard. Oh, no. And then found alive hours later. What? A Carnival Cruise Ship. Let me see if I can get you guys up on the screen with me. Where the hell is everybody? No. No. That's not... Boom. That's whatever. All right. I'll just take myself off so it's equal. 
Um, a Carnival cruise ship passenger fell overboard into the Gulf of Mexico and was found alive against all odds on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing, Lauren. I, I mentioned it briefly to you, but Thanksgiving now, it, that was the one-year anniversary of finding my lost wedding ring. Yeah, yeah. What a miracle that was. Yeah. Thank it was, God. It was in my 2021 Thanksgiving pants. So bizarre. I don't know what happened. I still would love to know how it how it ended up there. So where yeah. where did the person fall into? I, into the water. And they were just floating around there? It's just treading? one of those Thanksgiving miracles, Lieutenant Seth Gross of the U.S. Coast Guard told CNN. Yeah, the yeah. missing 28-year-old man who hasn't been identified, well, because he was completely eaten by sharks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Was was with his sister. And he's alive? He's alive. He, they just have no way of identifying. <laughs> They have no way of identifying him because he's, he's so mangled. Oh, that's not He's funny. been so mangled. Um, <laughs> the missing 28-year-old man who hasn't been identified was with his sister at the Carnival... She pushed him. Carnival, Carnival Valor's Bar at 11 p.m. Wednesday when he took a bathroom break and never came back, the outlet reported. The sibling sibling uh, didn't report her brother gone until noon the next day, prompting the Cozumel... What's that? The Cozumel? Do you know what that is, Lord? laughing to him. Mexico-bound ship. Oh, it's the name of the ship. I'm sorry. Well, that's that's the place. I don't Mexico. trust these. I don't trust these crews. Oh, Cozumel, Mexico. Yes. I, I thought I thought it was like the Cozumel, a Mexico-bound <laughs> ship. I'm adding uh, words here. I don't trust these cruises. Cruises are the, they. I would definitely go on a yacht. It's bizarre to me that these things happen on cruises and there's so few security cameras. Like, it, uh, the number of people that go overboard, th there should be, I don't know, a, a net over the edge. <laughs> like, how does this happen as frequently as it does? I mean, I never got tempted to even go close to the edge of the cruise ship when I was on it. Um, well, you know, I think that's stupid. I, I don't. I think just kind of pretended I wasn't on in the in the deep open water personally, but right. I don't think that I don't. I think that there should be less safety precautions on ships, because I think that anybody that goes, I just try to envision in my head a cruise ship that is setting setting sail, and mm -hmm. and around this giant cruise ship, which is pretty much a skyscraper floating on the on the water. Is a gigantic net all, all the way <laughs> I around know, you can't because do that. people are just falling <laughs> I mean, overboard. We're so stupid. Well, they don't. I'm, but you would think there would be cameras or something. I don't know. We don't. Well, there has to be cameras. Well, let's see what. Let me. You know what? We haven't gotten that far in the, in the story. Who knows? We're already trying to tell the end of the story. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Um. The sibling didn't report it. Uh, Carnival spokesman uh, Matt Lupoli said... She tried to kill him. She tried to kill him. Carnival reported the incident to the U.S. Coast Guard around 2.30 p.m., and the search crews quickly launched a rescue mission by land and sea over a 200-mile area. Can you imagine that? All of a sudden, you're, you're part of a 200-mile, <clears throat> middle-of-nowhere aqua search. Now, if this was a Hallmark movie... He would get picked up by somebody that he oh, would ultimately yeah. fall in love with, their daughter, a captain of a ship's daughter, and he would, you know, it would change his life, and the, 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 the crews would still be searching for him, and his sister would have no idea. Then they find him and say, no, I'm staying here. I'm on, staying here. I'm staying here on the island <laughs> with, with my love. 
with By the way, did you did you see the new Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie? Uh, did you hear about it? I heard about it, and people said that we have to watch it because it's a Christmas it movie is, that has to do. It is a hundred percent like just ripped off Hallmark. Hallmark. Then we have to watch yeah. it. A hundred. It, it is. It's Hallmark. You're, you're gonna know why. Because of the amnesia. Okay, yeah, exactly. That, that's why people were telling me, Frank, it's a new it's, Christmas it's film. It's stupid. It's Lohan, and <laughs> she has amnesia, so we have to watch we it. We gotta. I think it's on your mom's list. Well, we still haven't watched Christmas in Vienna. I told everybody at home we have to watch that, but we watched Christmas Story, and that was great. Yeah. So yeah, it was. We have to watch the Lohan thing, and we have to watch Christmas in Vienna, and then, uh, and then con- continue to drown ourselves in Hallmark. Uh, they found the passenger. This is going to take us all night to read this one. This is how a show... <laughs> this is... They found the passenger in the 70-degree water around two miles... That's not bad. 70? No, 70 degrees not bad. Worse. I can do that. Yeah. About 20 miles south of Louisiana... He, he almost made it back home. <laughs> really? 20 miles south of Louisiana Southwest Pass. Oh, so he wasn't... So he, he floated away. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the ship sailed off with... Without him too, he had to go in some direction. He's in the Gulf, so there's there, there's some oh kind of there's a current. God. What was At, did he have like a lifeguard a preserver or something? We're gonna see. We're gonna see. <laughs> did After he have a lifeguard a, with him? <laughs> <laughs> At least everybody. That's the thing. Aside uh, until the, the carnival was going to in, install the 360 degree <laughs> net, but until they install the 360 degree net, they actually have one lifeguard per person. That's on, very reasonable. Yeah, they just walk around with somebody all day. Yeah. Uh, after getting a, let's see, they found the passenger in 70 degree water around 8:25 p.m. After getting a tip from someone on a bulk carrier who spotted him, I guess just floating around. Wow. The passenger who was showing signs of hypothermia, shock, and dehydration told rescuers he wasn't sure how he'd fallen overboard, but confirmed he'd been on the cruise ship. The man was rushed to a hospital and uh, being evaluated, he was in stable condition. Now, overall, the lucky guy mm. likely survived bobbing in the water for more than 15 hours, which was called the absolute longest 15. I've ever heard about. So, what what was he doing? Did He, he, he must have just been treading. Treading for 15 hours? Treading and swimming? Uh, and floating and he bobbing. says it kind of blows the norm the normalcy out of the water and really just shows the will to live is something that you need to account for in every search and rescue mission he realistically could have been in the water for 15 plus hours before we were able to successfully rescue him and he said it was unclear where the man fell in the water and how and like you said Laura there should be security cameras all over the place right but Why don't I feel they have like, and I don't know, and that's a, that's the strange thing. Like within the ship, they have them. You know, if you you're in the if it has a casino or a restaurant, or and, you know you're on camera, you can see them all over. But at the outside of the ship, I mean, this isn't the first story we've heard of that people have just fallen over or been pushed over or whatever, and they can't. They don't have any. I don't think they're legally allowed to. Legally around to what? <laughs> to record the, the ship? No, I don't think they're legally allowed to put on cameras the out on deck. Yeah. They have them everywhere. They have toilet cams. No, not that. They watch you pee on these things. Maybe they do. I don't know. I, well, you know, that's, that's just one of the many reasons why I'm not going on a cruise ship. Um, because I would, I would definitely do a yacht experience. With, like we knew somebody with a yacht or if we came into some money we bought a yacht and we're just it's out in the Mediterranean the, the, the waters are calm and it's just an elegant and we get to play poker on it like Le Chiffre 
from Casino Royale, and then you you know you could throw people overboard if it's your boat. You just yeah. give up give our guests five minutes to leave or throw them overboard, and that you say things like that, and you can be classy like that. Mm-hmm. But um, this is is like a floating beehive. Like whenever before COVID, whenever I would get I would see these stories of one coronavirus or a rhinovirus or something like that going through an entire ripping through a ship where they won't even allow anybody to get off the boat until everybody's done throwing up yeah you know what you're staying on here everybody just get better then we'll let you go home Uh, i'm i'm not doing this yacht maybe this never i'll never do it that's crazy i don't know when i went it that just never crossed my mind to be honest with you what people getting sick on the boat yeah getting sick on the boat or even being stuck on the boat i just never crossed my mind you were, oh you went on a, a cruise mm-hmm. she did in the caribbean yeah it was down to the bahamas and back it was like a five and day it, it was it was good or yeah it was beautiful we had a great time got out at atlantis went down all the water slides yeah we were in atlantis went you, on the lazy river you do water slides i love water slides but you don't like roller coasters. Correct. I went down every single... I told you that one water slide that's like this steep and you, you go through and you end up in a pool at the end. Yeah, and you, I went so far. That's the one far, that you go under the shark tank? Yeah. And I came out of it so fast that I ended up like going across the pool you're supposed to land in and I landed on the stairs. <laughs> the well, stairs. What'd you and I stood up and I was all I, my elbow was cut up, my leg was cut up the lifeguards were like, we've never seen anyone get that far <laughs> So what did you do, skip like a stone? I, and it, was, it wasn't only those, it was the ones on the ship as well, because our ship had some water slides on it I was so speedy down them I don't know if it was a sunblock or Maybe. what, but yeah. Maybe. Could have. Got to be careful. I remember. I don't. I don't. There, some water some water slides that freaked me out. There was that one that tossed me around at, in um, Myrtle Beach. Mm. Well, I got I got the I, I got the water douche once or twice. That's what I got, and that that <laughs> oh, no. really. I got. Yeah. Well, I remember. Shadow. Yeah, that was that was a, a nice surprise. <laughs> like you know, going down this twisty water slide and then getting a, and it didn't. It, it, it hurt. It, it hurt. was like a jabbing pain. It was mm-hmm. like it was like water just. Well, you got a blast of water blast up your up ass. My, yeah. Oh, and the best thing is when when you know what it feels like because it's happened to you. You go down the slide, <laughs> and then you know you're in pain. But you're you, when you're in a water park, you spend a good amount of time watching other people go down slides and stuff, so you know what's happening to people. Like you, you everybody everybody sees chicks go down, they lose their tops, and they're trying to adjust themselves before everybody sees their snatch and shit. But but when it comes to guys, girls, everybody. When they come down that that last descent and they pop up and they're grimacing and, <laughs> and they're, they're and they kind of like go to hold, go to reach back to their ass, you know that they all got the douche, and yeah. it hurts. It rips right through you. Didn't wasn't there like one water slide where I I started um, started off going feet first, but came out head first. I, I if something happened. You got flipped around, and a lot of That's those dangerous. a lot of those tubes because they, they, they toss you around, like yeah. they, especially those tubes that like go like that that twist like a Twizzler, and you're in the dark. Yeah, that's the worst part. Hated that because if you're in the dark, you actually don't know what What's, sides up. Yeah, and that's 
most of our water water park you know experiences were in Myrtle Beach hmm. at Myrtle Waves, and um, yeah, in, in the the wave pool that was uh, that was uh, salt water, right? Oh yeah, no, that was just <laughs> that was just, or was that just piss? It was eighty five percent pee. <laughs> salt via urine. You want to go to the the, the wave pool? Yeah, let's it's go. It's made of real salt water. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, let's see. Everybody in the chat room, they they all know. They all know. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. We're taking. We'll take a couple of calls. We're going to only be here for maybe about. I don't know. We'll go to about nine forty-five. An hour sounds about right. But listen to this. I had to bring this up because back in August, I think it was August twentieth, because I had to go look up the date because I want to play that whole section here. You remember we were talking about Mickey Mantle's infamous X-rated letter that he wrote to the Yankee front office? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the letter is now up for auction. All right. Uh, if you if you miss this story, then just make sure that the uh, the children are in bed, because um, you, I, the poor Mick, he was probably drunk when he wrote this. Uh, Mickey Mantle is an absolute legend. This is from the Daily Caller. In 1972, the New York Yankees sent a questionnaire so to players, asking them about their most outstanding experience at Yankee Stadium. Mickey Mantle gave such a sexually graphic answer that the team never printed it. Now, that same questionnaire is up for auction at Leland's. Leland's officially began their 2022 Fall Classic auction in November on November 20th, with the event scheduled to end on December 10th. The Classic is here. Mantle, Koufax, Cobb, and more. Now, here it is. In a questionnaire, remember, these are Mickey Mantle's words. Uh, the, auctioneer, the auction features several memorabilia items, including Tom Brady and LeBron James rookie cards, Super Bowl rings and football jerseys worn by legends, but also includes the infamous Mantle document, in which he explained an encounter that he had with a woman underneath the bleachers at Yankee Stadiums. Yankee Stadium, okay? Here is his quote, because I'm going to play... I'm going to play the reenactment that we did it back in uh, in August because it was a lot of fun. He said, and he knew it wasn't going to be printed. His most memorable. This remember, this is a multiple. I don't know how many World Series. What eight World Series? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe close to ten. Um, but anyway, so many World Series MVPs, triple crown award winners. Uh, th this is just a, a storied career, and this is what he wrote down for the Yankee front office. I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the Yankee bullpen, uh, Mantle wrote. I had pulled, I had a pulled groin and couldn't fuck. <laughs> couldn't fuck at the time. She was a very nice girl and asked me what to do with the cum after I came in her mouth. <laughs> I said, I said, don't ask me, I'm no cocksucker. So the questionnaire bidding started off at one thousand dollars. I would put a thousand dollars down. I'd be immediately outbid, but I would put a thousand dollars down. As of press time, it's already up to ten thousand eight hundred thirty-two dollars. How high would you go? Oh, I'd, I'd, that'd be it. One thousand, maybe eleven hundred. I can't. I can't justify spending. Yeah, but like, who, who's who's I, actually going to buy it? Like, you know, it could be some millionaire that that buys it. Right. I mean, it, it, is it with an? I'm sorry, is it with an auction house? It's it's at an auction it's house. At, yeah. Okay. It's um, where the hell is it? 
It's Leland's. Hmm. But that's the whole thing there. If you actually were to get that for anywhere around asking price or the starting price of $1,000, that's an easy $9,000 flip mm-hmm. at least. So I would consider that, but if, I don't know. That's just something I think That's something I think I would cherish. Anyway, I tried to – I was talking with my buddies about this, <laughs> my buddies uh, Brian and Joe, and this came out, and we were reading it back and forth. And we started envisioning the, uh, the Yes Network doing one of their uh, – a revised Mickey Mantle Yankeeography documentary that they do on the on the television network that they that the Yankees have, and um, and this is this was our little on air. Oh yeah, I remember that. Our on our on air reenactment. I uh, I sent this to my buddy Brian. I sent this to my buddy Brian, who's a big uh, a Yankee fan too, and he wrote back to me. He said, "I can just hear John Sterling's voice." reading that last line slowly and clearly to close out the Mickey Mantle Yankeeography. And I just couldn't take it. So uh, what I'm going to try to do is I got, I went and I looked out for some um, documentary music. Uh, music from documentaries. Best documentary background music. It's like, it's like free, free music. I'm going to read this as like John Sterling or somebody doing an official Yankee Yankee biography on on Mickey Mantle. So let's see if this works. And in 1973, marking the 50th anniversary of Yankee Stadium, the Yankees reached out to Mickey Mantle to ask him what were some of the best or the best memory you have of the stadium and to provide details if you can. The mix said this. I got a blowjob. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You really. You I, really. I got it. You can't lie. I can't. I'm going to try this. It's going to be very bad, especially the last part. It's going to be very bad. And the mix said this. I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the Yankee bullpen. It was about the third or fourth inning. I had a pulled groin and couldn't <laughs> fuck at the time. She was a very nice girl and asked me what to do with the load after I came in her mouth. I said. Don't ask me. I'm no cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I got through that. Oh, man. Those are good times. You look like you're naked in that. What do you mean naked? You look like you have no pants on. What are you talking about? Really? Yeah. Wait. wait. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, there you can see them, but... Well, I I mean, I I have the hookah hose on on my... Oh. So... When, this was August? Yeah, it's must August. must have had shorts on because I'm seeing a lot of upper thigh there. What are you talking about? Wait a second. <laughs> Is that, uh, where are you seeing upper thigh? I I don't see. This is August. I don't see it. Is it August? Yeah, this is August 20th. Hold on a second. Where I saw flashes of thigh. You saw my thighs? I saw thighs. Like John Sterling or somebody. Oh, doing oh, oh, wait. There's Yankee. a thigh. You're right. <laughs> Yank, you're right. Yeah, wow. yeah. The, you know that, that that's my uh my neon orange and and gray shorts. And gray shorts and they kind of your little short. They probably hiked up a little bit. Uh, I have never it's it's the old, times are changing. I I now wear at least a couple of pairs of lounge around shorts that are above my knees now. You're a dad. Well, you got you got real sneakers. 
I got the sneakers for that Spartan race because if but I you've went, been wearing them ever since. I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. I wore them a couple of times. Well, I spent fifty dollars. Well, that's, that's all I wear are those those sneakers. I, well, I, I'm not wearing them tonight. I'm wearing these nice, snazzy nice shoes. Snazzy shoes. What shoes? What, what are those? I don't know. These are just. I have a couple of good pairs of shoes for when I'm wearing. We went to. We were at Lauren's father's house for a, a little get together tonight. So I. I put on some festive clothes. That's why I look like a a model. Yeah. That's why I look like a model tonight. Very GQ. Oh, that's what I I I wear uh, boots and Converse, and then these. Ninety-five percent of the time, I'm wearing those those Feiyu Kung Fu shoes, but I was, I would li- I would still be crippled. I would be in a wheelchair today <laughs> oh, God, if yeah. I did that Spartan race in those shoes with the with the the flat sole. I would be. I would have wheeled wheeled myself <laughs> yeah, in here tonight. That's pretty much like doing it barefoot. <laughs> yeah. No. I can barely. I I can barely walk still from from uh, Thursday. Mm. That's the it. Run on the bridge. Yeah. That was. That would kill your legs. That would kill. Them. Shin splints. On, those are the worst. On on Thanksgiving morning, Anthony goes down to the Tappan Zee Bridge, renamed for Mario Cuomo. I hate calling it that. I don't. I mean, yeah, I, it's just the Tappan Zee. Right. It'll be Mario Cuomo in about two generations when everybody else doesn't care and they just they just swallow the propaganda. But um, you said that's seven miles there and back, or seven miles total? It's three point six miles one way. Okay. Three point six miles the other way. So like, if you're if you're running from where the the pathway is on the Terrytown Landing at the Terrytown Landing. And going across and going to the other side of where the landing is on the other end, that's 3.6 miles. Okay. Then you run, then then 3.6 miles back. So it's like, it's over seven miles. Hmm. I did that in in 57 minutes. I'm that's yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and the guy the I'm guy that, that beat me did it in 53 minutes, which which is still messing with my head because like I didn't see this guy <laughs> right. at all. He, he, he was did an, it in that starting at what point? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, it, and I was like, <clears throat> I was completely, I was convinced. I was taking my time towards the end because I thought I had it in the bag again. I thought I, I thought I was winning. And that's, that's the funniest thing. I took so much footage of me saying, oh, I won, yeah. <laughs> it was like, you fucking stupid ass. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't put it up. Can I see it? <laughs> I well, I mean... <laughs> well, I mean, whenever you, I, I want to see it. So, oh, yeah. This is you at a point where you actually, you thought that you had won, and then you, <laughs> then you were informed that somebody beat you by how many minutes? Uh, well, if their time was 53 minutes and mine was 57. Oh, so then f- like four minutes. Yeah. And that whole time you had, he was not in sight. There was no, not a, he wasn't in sight at all. And then, and then there's, there's footage, but, but, but there's, here's the thing. There's footage of, uh. I was running past Bobby. You met Bobby. Yeah. And he tell and he's telling me when I'm running past him he goes he goes uh he's ahead of you by 2 minutes. I didn't know what he was talking about. Oh. Oh, so then ah. he it, then he wasn't cheating. He wasn't cheating. <laughs> he no, was really there. He wasn't. He was just very fast and somehow blew past me and I didn't see him. And, had an and this guy runs. Yeah, and this guy runs like a, 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 and and even Joe said he goes, "Well, he says this guy's a he's a racer. Like he he runs like marathons and oh, thirteen so this miles was a like day. Nothing for him. No, yeah, it's, it was a warm up for him because yeah. he runs thirteen miles a day. Bobby came in third. 
Oh no, no, he didn't. That's funny though. You you describing him saying he's a he's ahead of you by two minutes, <laughs> like as you're going by him. <laughs> I, I I swear that's exactly what the footage is. I didn't realize what he was telling me, and he told me after the race. He goes, yeah. He goes, I was looking at my phone, and I saw him at something something uh, at whatever it, the time was, and then he saw me two minutes later. So he told me that he was ahead of me by two two minutes. I I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. That sounds almost like, the way you describe it. It's almost like somebody uh, like, like you're making it out of a, a building that's collapsing. They're not going to make it, but they're giving you some kind of information that will help you along the way. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, tell my wife and children I love them very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what uh, Independence Day? Yeah. All right, you alien assholes. I would love to have Randy Quaid on this show. That would be an LSD trip. That's that probably be, easy to do. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. You'd be surprised. Um, but, yeah. Uh, we have a couple of things. Here's what I wanted to do. It's 9.09, and I'd like to get some people calling in. Uh, we, we're, I'm drinking it. I know Lauren can't have coffee this late. But we are. We brewed up, the. I think, the quite frankly uh, blend over here from riseandgrind.us and having a good time with that. So this has been nice coffee talk with everybody. Yeah. But I um I have two threads here we can go to if you'd like. And uh let's do it. What, what do you it? got? Well, the first one was started by uh Krista, Rob's Krista. And this was uh, it's on the forum. This was f- posted a couple of weeks ago for this weekend. And it's called Frank's Giving. Share something unique or random that you are thankful for. So what are some unique or random things that you're especially thankful for um, more than other ones that that we should all recognize, like family, health, friends, pets, jobs, homes, et cetera, things that we normally recognize and we just hold with us forever. Is there anything random or unique? For example, a specific time of day or a month in the year, a hobby or an interest, a special talent or skill, a song that takes you back to a beautiful memory, favorite park in town, a favorite tree, what makes it something that you're grateful for? Oh, this um, is easy for me. I do I do a gratitude list of it of up to twenty items a day. Random items, or are you try to random items. Like you know, I'm grateful for this cup of coffee. I'm grateful for jazz music playing in the background while Pyrotta's laying at, in the doorway. Like like I just come up with like the random like things around me. Hmm. Like I mean, yeah, family, friends, and stuff are in there, but it's like very specific. You know, uh, I'm I'm grateful for synthwave and metal. I'm grateful for, um, uh, and in those moments, you're really feeling that gratitude. It's not just like no, a no task to do. Yeah, cause, no, because I I put myself in in a in a mindset of like if I didn't have these things, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like almost like like uh, yeah, if I didn't have them, what would I what would I feel? Well, I, like if I didn't have them, I would want them. You'd miss them. I'd miss them. Yeah. So, I'm I'm trying to you know what you just said right there. Well, Lauren, how about you? Do you have anything? Oh man, I mean, when I look at it in Anthony's perspective, it's all day long. I could think of a but a uh, a lot of things. Most well, of them are Aurora related, of course. <laughs> right. I'm grateful for the but. walk to uh, from my apartment to the studio i'm grateful to you know uh, i took a picture of 
I don't know. It, it was our. I took a picture of our living room tonight. Um, as I was sitting on the couch, we just put Aurora to bed, and I took a picture of the living room just in in that that kind of glowy state, knowing that Aurora is behind one door, and that you know there's just so many nice things there. And I often do. I often do this around Christmas time, and I say that those those little tiny moments in the living room and things like that are are really the most important and i i love that uh, it, it reminded me of this i had this bookmarked from um meditations marcus aurelius and it, i don't know it's kind of it's kind of like that but i i think the reason why i'm thinking about this is because anthony you're talking about really hyper uh hyper fixating on things that are happening right then and there things that aren't um too too big but really you know a, a person's life is filled up with little little things a day is really filled up with a lot more little things than big things right and um here's what he's here's here's from marcus aurelius um where the hell is oh here we go here we go concentrate every minute like a roman like a man on doing what's in front of you with precise and genuine seriousness tenderly willingly with justice and on freeing yourself from all other distractions yes you can if you do everything as if it were the last thing that you were doing in your life and stop being aimless, stop letting your emotions override what your mind tells you, stop being hypocritical, self-centered, irritable, you see how few things you have to do to live a satisfying and reverent life. Mm. If you can manage this, that's all even the gods can ask of you. Mm. Yeah. Just every, and that's, and I'll tell you, dude, I thought of this quote when we were, um, I don't know, it's probably like, the, I don't know how many staircases at City Field we were running at that Spartan race, but when, when the, uh, the thighs were really burning and we we're just going up stairs and stairs and stairs and stairs, and instead of counting stairs and wondering about the time, I, I, just, I thought about this particular thing from meditations, and I was like, enjoy and work on the perfection of every step. Yeah, and and I'm. That's, yeah, it was really. I mean, I, I I haven't thought about that exact quote. I, I meditations is like is something that you should read like once a year, at least. I haven't. I I, I read it last year. I should read it again. That's something you can just keep reading because like it's just full of shit like that. You can open it up randomly every day. Right. I mean, yeah. It, it, you don't even have to read the whole thing. I mean, you could just flip to any page, you know. But that's yeah. That, it's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, people in the chat room are talking about what they're grateful for. King Forty says that Mark Swan is grateful for him. <laughs> grateful for him in a speedo. Uh, oh, we were. Oh, if Mark Swan's in there, then something's probably going wrong. Oh, Mark Swan says I'm grateful for speedos. Uh, let's see here. Oh gosh. Uh, Dixie Doodle says he's talking about a book, and I want. I went to a book club. Uh, are we doing the Great Divorce uh, yet? Yeah. Let me just say this real quick, and I'll talk about it on Monday. Especially in December, I'll hit it hard. Um, book Club in 2023 is looking great. Starting in January, we're going to read C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce. Go out and get yourself the book. Ask somebody to get it for you for Christmas. It is a spectacular journey. It's only 160 pages. It is a, um, it's a trip through the afterlife. It's incredible, though. It really is. Um, so we're doing that. Timothy Gordon is going to be the co-host for those sessions. 
Um, when that is done, I would say around March is when we're going to do our second book of the year for book club. And that is going to be Brave New World with Jay Dyer as the co-host. I'm trying to get uh, Jay Dyer to come on for the last session of, of, um, of Great Divorce to join me and Tim. And I'm trying to get Tim to come on with the last session of Jay Dyer to join us for Brave New World. After that, TBD as, as to when we're going to do it, but there are two other books that we're doing in 2023 to kind of break up the, se the seasons. Um, we're definitely going to do Alexi de Tocqueville, Democracy in America, which would probably be good around the time that we're ending Brave New World because we'll be right around that Memorial Day, 4th of July area, and it's going to be a little bit more of a deep dive into uh, uh, America and all that stuff. You gotta, if you never read uh, Democracy in America, you gotta read that. So get that book, and then to close out the year probably, I, I can't wait for this because I've never read the actual book, but we're going Mario Puzo, The Godfather. We're gonna read The Godfather together. Did the was, The Godfather was made obviously before the movie? Yeah, and I'm re you've got to read this book that I'm reading now. It's uh, it's called Take the Gun, Leave the Cannoli, and it no, take the <laughs> take, leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You're really turning you know subverting expectations. Di directed by Ryan Johnson, um, we are um, but it's it's incredible. The entire how Puzo wrote it, where all of his inspiration came from, the the not how Sinatra hated him, how really? yeah, I mean little little things like that, but it's awesome how Paramount was what? buying things. So up. why did Sinatra hate him? Well, because the Johnny Fontaine character was definitely based on Frank Sinatra, and Puzo spent a lot of time in Las Vegas. He's a de degenerate gambler. Like I start, I'm, I'm reading these. I'm reading these these anecdotes about him being down on his. He's a pulp fiction writer. He's writing a lot of just short uh, uh, short films to support his family. Keeps on having kids, all that stuff. He's from New York, Italian family, but degenerate gambler. Every time he makes money, it's out the window. He owes everybody everything, and it's in, it's just incredible. I gotta read this. You have to, and. But when he's doing research for The Godfather, he's spending all of his time out in in uh, in Las Vegas at the tables, and he's getting to know pit bosses, and he's at, and they're they're actually you know entertaining him a little bit, answering his questions and all that shit. Um, that's where he learned that you know the, the the mob La Cosa Nostra was kind of split on how they felt about Sinatra, but they were almost unanimous in loving Dean. They loved Dino, but you know. Even Sinatra wasn't uh, wasn't universally loved by people in the life. Uh, I, I think that uh, King King, I know you're watching right now. King reads. King has uh, sent me several books it, that he's read in the past. He said, "Here, you should read these." King should read this one. He'd love it. But um, what about that, what about Jerry Vale? It seemed like well, I, he's always presented in Martin Scorsese's films as like you know. Uh, just why is that? Do you ever notice that? Well, I mean, they're all no, but, but like him in in particular, he's in Goodfellas. Yeah, he's singing in the club, and and also the Irishman. They oh, well, oh, I don't remember that in the Irishman. Sill plays plays Jerry Vale. Oh, that's that's right. I forgot Stevie Van Zanten's is in that. He was Jerry Vale, huh? <clears throat> yeah. Man, I forget that. 
but those are the four things that we're reading next year. And listen, uh, uh, I'm going to post those all eventually publicly, but they're not going to be part of the seven o'clock broadcast. So we're going to do that for subscriber for uh, monthly sponsors uh, only. So that's going to be for people who pledge at least a dollar on Subscribestar or wherever the hell else, and we'll have a good time. Talk about that in the week, though. But since people are asking, all right, um, let's see. Let's see here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Let's see. Uh, what are people grateful for? Uh, John Otter says butter, bacon, and beer. It counts. Yeah, it does. It counts. Mm-hmm. I was grateful for that bowl of oatmeal this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I. That's what I'll put. I'll put. Uh, I'm grateful for turkey, egg, and cheese. <laughs> you know, uh, like I don't know, like. This one, Maria. Maria E. says, I'm grateful for those moments of uncontrollable laughter. Uh, those moments where you start laughing and can't stop, and usually it's because of the smallest, most insignificant events, words, actions that set it off. Looking back at some of those moments, I always love. That happens a lot on Sunday nights when we're, when we're watching know. Hallmark. I know. That just happened last <laughs> Sunday with, with w- uh, watching Christmas Story. Dad started crying, right? <laughs> oh, man. See, and, then, and, then, and then it turned into laughing. My thing is this. When Dad is watching a movie with us, that's why I like that we're watching Hallmark films. Nothing is going to make anybody in the room cry. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Because if I start hearing Dad... <laughs> when, I, when I start when I start hearing that in the, in the back of the room, my my instinct is to to laugh. Yeah, I know. Uh, uncontrol- it's hilarious to me. Okay, so then I'm trying to hold it in, and then it becomes this wheezing, gasping affair. And, it's and then set- it's it's a very bizarre mix of emotions going on in the room. You've got crying, you've got hysterical laughter. Once Frank gets going, Anthony can't stop. I know, yeah. Once the two of them because are going, it, because I it start just, giggling. Because, yeah, because that's a very particular kind of laughing. Because, like, it doesn't matter if whatever happened was funny or not. So usually it's not even that funny, whatever happened. No. Right. But it's once like, it's triggered, it's yeah. it's over. Like, it, everyone starts laughing. Yeah, and I like, know. And you can't breathe. And uh, Can't breathe. But what was it? A few weeks ago, we were having a serious conversation, actually. <laughs> and oh, we all started laughing so hard. I think your dad was telling us something. He couldn't oh. even get through it. Oh, yeah. We, went, no, he we was, all went he was from, talking like, about the, the, uh, so serious to hysterically laughing to, like, brink the, of just hysterical. Because he, had, because he had a health scare. Oh, that's right. That that he goes, his ch- ch- it changed his life. <laughs> and he started laughing before he could even. So we're, so, we're like, expecting this thing. and Oh, my God. It's also the, the, the personalities that were around. Like, our father... He doesn't. He know. He says, "I don't know why they laugh at this, but but he knows why we laugh at it." Whenever he pays reference to the car accident he was in when he was 17 years old, <laughs> right? I'm already he, laughing. He, he got it. He got into a pretty bad car accident in like like. <laughs> <laughs> he got into a pretty bad car accident in like the I don't know 19. I don't know what the hell what the fuck it was, but he was like 17 or 18 years old. I mean, he lost teeth. He had to have his his jaw reconstructed. All that stuff. It was a bad car accident. Yeah. But whenever he describes it, he goes, he'll say something <laughs> like, you know, uh, 
back back uh, back in 1978 when I had my. <laughs> <laughs> when I had my face smashed. <laughs> when I had, when I, when I, when when I had my face smashed in 27 places. <laughs> and I don't know how he says it with a straight face. Because he does it every time. Every time. He doesn't say it like, it's the delivery. It's not even like, he doesn't even say it with like, uh, like, you know. Uh, when he's it's resentment it's, or it's anything. just like that. It's very deadpan. Right. When I had my face smashed it in seventeen places. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we start wheezing. We start wheezing, and he's like, "I don't know why they think this is funny." <laughs> like you know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing. Oh my god. Oh my. <laughs> oh. It's like, it's like, oh, you know what it's like? It's like that clip. Um, it was, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I think I know what you're going to say. It, it, it's that clip of, uh, Bobby Lee. Yeah. He's <laughs> on, he's on with, um, with, uh, what was it, Brian Callen and with Brendan Schaub. Um, and he, he's telling the story, which is obviously horrendous. It's a story, uh, hold on, you'll see. When I was in now, this is the whole... Norm MacDonald would do this to right, people all right. the time. Yeah, and, it gave me that kind of feeling. And he told us... He, would tell, he tells this story about one, one time where he was... He says he was molested by a guy with Down syndrome. Okay? <laughs> and he knows what he's doing to Brian Callen and, and, uh, and, and Brendan over here. Watch this. It, it's one... I go back to this clip every once in a while because... <laughs> It, it cheers me up. I know exactly. It, it's perfectly executed. And every time he tries telling it, he throws another little thing in there that makes it impossible. <laughs> All right, listen to this. Well, okay, when I was nine, I got molested by a guy with Down syndrome. <laughs> Don't laugh, Brandon. I'm not laughing. Why'd you laugh? I'm d it's just... That's would, fucking rude. It's such a curveball. I know. Can I just say something? <laughs> I'm gonna say it again, and if you smile, I'm gonna leave. Okay, okay, okay. But no, I'll be real. If you smile, I'm gonna fucking leave. All right, hold on. That really fucking broke me. No, no, no. All right, hold on. Give me a second. I swear to fucking God, dude. I know. I will leave, Chin Chin. All right, hold on. You can't make a joke in this. That's his name. All right, but that's not his name. Yeah. What's your name again? Chin Chin. Chin Chin. All right, give me a second. Don't. Yeah. Give me a second. All right. I just wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I understand. Guy. I'm going to say it again, and if and if you smile, I'm going to leave. Well, don't, all right, hold on. We can't threaten a smile. All right, uh, just hold on. No, because then you're going to laugh. Don't laugh. Seriously. Don't laugh. Get serious, B. He's opening up here. When I was, you ready? Don't cover your mouth though, either. Hey! You can't cover your mouth. God. Because the thing is, is that I, you know, I'm telling you something that's like a. It's, I'm vulnerable about I know, it, and man. I'm expressing I'm trying to a truth cool. to you. Hey, dude, you and, gotta get serious. Uh, and if you cover your mouth, I just feel like you're laughing. Nope, let's do it. All right. This is, uh, so when I was nine, I was brutally molested by. Okay. <laughs> you can't say brutally. <laughs> Why? Because that's a curveball. <laughs> Why is that? Because don't say curve. And look at Chin now. Don't, it's not, it's not a curveball. Don't say brutally. He didn't yeah. add some. All right, don't <laughs> adjectives there. So when I was nine years old. Um, Every day for a summer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw shit in there. Why? <laughs> every day for... It goes from one thing to every day for a summer. Oh, my uh, God. 
Oh. Uh, that is funny. Oh, I needed to cry like that tonight. That was good. I don't know. You know, it's just a certain... <sighs> Brutally. that That's the equivalent of saying my face smashed right. it in 17 places. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I understand that. So, Marie, we are 100% in... We're 100% with you on that. The the type of laughter that just leaves you crippled because it's so good. All right. Let's see here. Lily of the Valley. Lily of the Valley. Uh, it says, I'm grateful to God for giving me the chance to live in a few countries and visiting states, uh, meeting wonderful people from all walks of life and learning from them. Not all has been peachy, but even some of the bad people I have met have also taught me valuable lessons. I lived in a beautiful, in beautiful homes and stayed in very poor streets where families lived, lived in small huts with no floors, yet were happy. Knowledge to me is important, and that too I am grateful for. And last but not least, finding this show and wonderful brotherhood and sisterhood I have found here. That's wonderful at the end. But yeah, traveling... Traveling is is a great thing, and you know some people can get out there a lot farther than others, but you have no clue um, what you can discover very very close to home if you're just looking at things from a different perspective. Hmm. You know, oh, Laura, we go on a lot of local local uh, adventures now yeah. that we have to show the baby things. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your? Do you have a favorite place that we bring the baby or do with the baby? Oh. Um, I don't know. It's just everywhere she goes, she just has such a good time. You're right. I, it's hard to it's hard to pick. It's fun just bringing her places. I can't wait until she gets to go to a zoo. Yeah. She had a good time at the aquarium. Yeah, she did. We should bring her to. We should all go to the Bear Mountain. Um, we should all go to the Bear Mountain Zoo soon. I don't yeah, know if I've never been there. I don't know if it's open. Either. During the winter, I have no idea. We'd have to look into that. I feel like the last time we looked, it was all um, restrictions still. Let me see here. Bear Mountain Zoo hours. Let's see. And do they have like all the animals there? Uh, what do you mean all the animals? Well, you know, like more than just like uh, it's not going to be like squirrels and raccoons right um they they have a, it's mostly local wildlife so it's uh f like fox and oh, um okay. ha half dead possums <laughs> mo mo I'm, I'm i'm being serious actually with that most of these animals have been rehabbed they've been like oh hit, they're like rescue they've been like hit yeah. by tractor trailers and stuff so you have vultures that can't fly anymore because they've been mended together gotcha but still they're they're like they're local wild and it's a zoo it's a, it's a nice it's a nice walk and bear mountain is beautiful um i don't know i have i'll have to check it out trails parks and recreation historic preservation bear mountain state park I'll look into it. I don't want to bore anybody with this right now. <laughs> here's a little bit. Uh, here's a little bit more. I'm grateful that I. Oh well, Linda Love is grateful that she found the best show on the internet, and the community of free thinking, freedom loving, uplifting, hilarious, sexy chatters. See, everybody's always in the chat room is always very grateful for each other. That's what I like. That's so nice. You guys are so nice to each other most of the time. Most of the time, everybody's so nice. <laughs> um. I don't know. There's there's a lot more, 
But I wanted to throw that out there. I, I guess I'll save the I'll save the recurring dreams for another night. We don't need them. I think we're rolling we're rolling nice here. We have I don't know maybe about ten more minutes. Let's take some calls. Nine one four five nine five six nine five three. You can call in. You can ask any question you'd like and uh, and hang out and and let's do it. Sarah from Massachusetts. What's going on, Sarah? Oh, hey. Um, I don't know what the delay is like, so I'm just gonna go, but. Um, I was just going to say, you could get Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals on a zoo tickets for the spring. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. In the next couple days. Wait, wait, wait. So, wait, you can get Cyber uh, Cyber Monday or Cyber Monday or Black Friday deals for the zoo for the spring? Yeah, get zoo. Yeah, get some zoo passes. Bring a little in the spring. Smart. And the animals are like chipper. Smart idea. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Is that what they do in Massachusetts? We do. We do that for Southwick too. I did it right before COVID. I think I lost two hundred dollars because oh. I didn't want to revisit it. <laughs> yeah, you know, well. that's that's the other thing that I, I I regret is that we had. Although I don't know, we 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 might have in twenty twenty. Oh yeah, Lauren and I were going to go to Maine. Mm. I had I had a, a an anniversary booked in Maine for us. And that was going to be in May of 2020 or April or something like that. And we thankfully they refunded us because obviously by that point everything was done there too. We said, all right, well, one last That's trip good. before the baby comes. But I've got to look into the, the zoo thing, Sarah. Are you enjoying yourself tonight? We are, yes, absolutely. My husband's playing some um, PUBG, uh, uh, some shooting game. <laughs> nice, nice. But, um, yes, you should definitely get the passes for the zoo. It's well, a blast, but I cry every time I go because I feel so bad for the animals. Okay, so that's the but same. Anyway, wait, wait, wait. Are your animals all in good health? But you just you're you you cry because they're in captivity, or are they yeah, they injured? Yeah, I just feel bad. Yeah. It's okay. Weird. I think that's the best. And thank you. Yeah. And send send the best to your husband. I hope he wins. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Take care. Have a great night, guys. You, you too, too. You too. I uh, I think that's one of the more comforting things about the Bear Mountain Zoo, to know that, okay, well, these animals would literally be uh, a danger to themselves and dead if it weren't for the Taking people. Taking a nap on yeah. the side of the... Yeah. When Aurora starts starts noticing road kills. Oh, no, they're just sleeping. They're just napping. Hey, what's going on, King? Hey, what's happening, baby? Hey. What's up, King? What, how you doing, Nee? How you doing, Lauren? Hi, King. I'll make this really quick, Frankie, uh, quick and to the point. Broads, <laughs> if you're going to call in, just be sexy. That's it. That's your <laughs> only job. Call in, be sexy. That's it. Nobody wants to hear about your coupon clipping or... <laughs> your Massachusetts bullshit or whatever. I'm sure you're a very nice lady, you broad, yeah. But nobody wants to hear about that. If you want us to, like, really pay attention to you, just call in and be sexy. That's all. And say what? What, what do you think? She, what, what she should... What don't she... matter. It don't matter, Lauren. <laughs> Broads can say anything and be sexy. I, you know what I love? Too sexy there. You know what I love? Make it a little more sexy, broads. 
I'm sorry. This is what I love about what just happened here. Um, Up until the moment that Sarah from Massachusetts called in with some really good advice for for Lauren and I, absolutely nobody called in. The last last call I have is a missed call from one of our viewers out there, Connor, Friday night. Sarah was the first one to pick up the phone and call us. And as soon as she hangs up... King calls up to say, "Broads, broads, let's let's please don't do this to us." She's literally the only. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. Take it from King Forty with my slappy nasty drunk ass. <laughs> Are you drinking tonight? <laughs> say again. You dr- you drinking tonight? Yeah, I'm drinking tonight. I'm getting getting ready to go in and start my shift. Drunk. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> what, what's the uh, what's what's the drink of choice tonight? Uh, I gotta go easy because I gotta work. So it's just um, Miller Fag, or I mean Miller Light. Ah, oh, got you. <laughs> so a couple of those gets you a little bit buzzed. Yeah. All right. Other than that, I'd be hitting the forties hard, but. What are you going to do? I don't know. I, well, you know, we still have to We still have to uh, plan uh, a, an, another in-studio broadcast session. We missed our, our October anniversary. Oh, yeah. Nah, that's all right. We can, nah, that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, Not we will. Not a big deal. All right. Well, have a good time at work tonight. We'll talk soon, I'm sure. All right, King. Oh, wait, 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 King. Right, wait, I wait, love wait. you all over there. King, okay. King, would you, would you, uh, I know that you're, a, I don't know how often you read, but I know that you do read. Would you read uh, Mario Puzo's Godfather with us uh, later on next year and be part of uh, the, the book club? Um, no. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because uh, years and years ago when that book first came out, and I opened it up and tried to read it. I'm like, whoa, this is too many words, too oh. much pages. This is too much for me. Okay. My brain can't handle all that. It's all right. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no, no doubt. Oh, I was... I'm not a reader. I'm a dope. I'm telling you, I'm a dope. But you... you... When, when the books have too many words, hey, but if books have pictures, I'm all in. Okay, so then maybe we'll do a pop-up book next year at some point. There we go. We do a pop-up we'll book. We'll do the reading club, and King will do pop-up books and Dr. Seuss or whatever else. Simple Jack type shit. That would be actually really funny because, you know, all of these books are going to require at least four to six weeks uh, to, you know, to, to take it 40 pages at a time. But if we say that for one week in between books, we're going to be reviewing a pop-up book, and, and you are the co-host for this book or some kind of a, 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 a picture book, that would be fun. Yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. That. We'll figure it out. That'd be fun. All right. Man. All right, man. Have a good one. Take care. Take care, King. All right, you too. Later. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a very big library we for do. that book club. I mean, Aurora, Aurora could pick the book at that point. I was going to say, maybe Aurora could host. How many pages is that, Godfather? I don't know. Uh, let me see here. Uh, um, Mario Puzo, Godfather, paperback. Let's see. Um just one of pages 448 all right so it's not that long uh, you know 
not comparatively. I mean, our the first book that we did for our book club was uh, was Windswept House, and that was over six hundred pages. So this is considerably so what you, shorter. What do you do? Like, do you you actually just read it on the air? No, 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 no. Every week, I we we assign certain amount of chapters. I usually try to get about forty to fifty pages a week. And then we set up a special broadcast at the end of the week at some point, and people show up. I, I set up a, an official thread so people can put in, you know, observations, character arcs, predictions for what's coming next, um, interactions, favorite parts, not so favorite, you know, whatever. Things like that. And uh, it's, it's really a lot of fun because I, I learned that not only did I stay on top of reading very consistently with the last time we did the book club, but I learned people and I noticed things I never noticed before because I'm trying to be observant and people are calling your attention to little details. And right. I was absorbing the book better than ever ever before because we were doing it as a group. It was really awesome. Yeah, I can so, see that being... So, I mean, all of you are wel welcome to do it. It's really not that hard. 40 pages a week, it's nothing. And I think you would love The Great Divorce. What is The Great Divorce? It's C.S. Lewis. It's, it's a, uh, it's, I, I learned about it in high school. And I looked for years for what the hell it was because a high school teacher of mine, she was a literature teacher, she used a description in this book of hell. It's pretty much a person's trip through the afterlife, observing hell, almost like in a train ride, to paradise and learning learning to learning the ropes in paradise and it's it's just uh it's an incredible thing it makes you think about life on earth makes you think about stripping away all the the human kind of tendencies and biases and prejudices we have when we're in another place that has nothing to do with that um and I, i'm not talking like woke prejudice kind of stuff it's just it's really incredible but the reason why i was always looking for it is because my teacher had presented a really short excerpt of hell to the class to to be spoken about and debated or and discussed and in this excerpt aside from oh, we always hear those oh, hells this you know this burning this burning you know molten lava fiery place damnation everybody's just being whipped and tormented and uh, flames licking over their bodies forever and all that but the way that he describes it is a sprawling dark decrepit city an endless city that continues to expand outward and outward and outward becoming bigger and bigger because the people that live inside the city they want to get farther and farther away from each other they're so disconnected from anything that is you know good that is joyful that is anything uh, you know some of the older rulers and tyrants of the past um whatever the hell it is so i always thought it was incredible almost like you know at the end of the uh devil's advocate when he walks out into the street and he realizes that new york city's empty mm. something like that so for years since high school i was looking for this book just based on that description of hell mm. that was so different from you know the the flamethrower um you know apocalypse or or armageddon that i that it's that people always revert to and finally i found that i read the john living what is it siegel john livingston siegel see i read it i got to read it again because I, I can tell there's a lot of stuff to absorb in there 
but the the what I picked up obviously was was just how things over time just lose their meaning. Uh, you know, like the celebration of what was it? Um, it? How just everything becomes a myth and people forget to just do things. That's yeah, where I kind of picked up on it. There's that there. There's there's so many things in there, and, and I think with uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, you have this Siegel that is. You should read it, Laura. It, 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 you'll, you'll knock it out in two sittings. It's a short little book, but it, it really gets you in the feels. Mm. Um, you got this seagull that, that just wants more than what the average seagull uh, wants. Is is really uh, taken uh, with f f speed. How can he create more speed in the air? These dive bombing techniques. How can he be the best pilot out of everybody? And then going on and on and on he just just expands out then it goes into different lives and and then you start realizing the the more people look to improve on themselves the the farther away they see uh, there's this distance between them and the old life where he, for example i saw this meme i saw this meme uh, it, it was definitely a behind the scenes shot of i actually i think i put it on my telegram it was a behind the scenes shot of the of Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Where is it? Here it is. Check out this meme. I think it's funny. So there's there's Joaquin Phoenix in all of his uh, in all of his his costume and all that, and he's sitting right next to the director, getting getting some uh, getting some direction for the next shot. And the meme, the text over Joaquin Phoenix dresses Joker says me, knowing they all need to be dragged kicking and screaming to the gallows. And then there's the director arguing over who should be house speaker. And that is that's that's it. A little bit of what uh, I say is 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 alive to a degree, where you see the frivolous nonsense that people are are just bogged down with. When you start realizing that there's so much more, so so much more things that will things that will take maybe more than a lifetime to figure out and really understand. Um, questions, too many questions to ever actually be answered in one lifetime, and and to think about people who are arguing, oh, you know, I think Kevin McCarthy should not be the speaker of that. The House of Representatives is bullshit. All this shit is bullshit, you know. In reality, mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff. Um, but there's more to that that little that little book. More to that coming though. All right. Well, listen. I've had a great time with you guys. Lauren, Me too. good. This is fun. You got to come by more often, Lauren. Yeah. If we can get some more babysitting, we should do this more. Sure. Yeah. And next time we'll pack a hookah. Okay. Everybody will have their own hookah in front of them. Oh, fantastic. So I'd be passed out on the floor oh, before yeah. I leave. <laughs> I know. I know. They've been they were strong up in the cabin. They, they were. were. I, I remember were that good. up in the cabin. You thought that I was going to go pass out. I really was going <laughs> to the bathroom though. I know. I, I was I was convinced. That's I, I that's why we're. I know. I I actually when I went to get up to go to the bathroom, I thought that you guys thought that too. But I was like I I was like yeah they probably think I'm going to pass out, but I'm really not. And. Well, thank God you're all right, because if you passed out in there and you hit, you split your head open in there, I don't even know where the hospital is. Do, is there a God, hospital up yeah. there? We'd have to have a, a helicopter come and airlift you, <laughs> airlift you no, out of the mountain. I'm, I'm at a point now where if I, if I felt myself pass out, I would just lay on the floor and just let it happen. You, you feel like you could prepare yourself? 
You just yeah, I would just let it. I, you know, I'm not. I don't get. I just accept. I accept it now. <laughs> I'm used to being put out. I was put out twice this year through uh, through um, uh, IV, and it was fine. Now I like doing it. Okay. Now you like just going out. Well, yeah. I mean, like medically. It's yeah. It, it it's it's not a problem for me. I don't. I like. I mean, when it's a there's an anticipation when it when like you know it's gonna happen. Like it's like you're 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 like you're being told okay. Uh, you have the mask on and you're being told like that's what you know like it's gonna happen so you're just wondering okay when is it gonna happen it's like oh what is it gonna happen you know uh, that's not what <laughs> I, I, I would be like I would be giggling no not giggling but you know it's like it's like oh it's, and then it's like it's weird it's like you never know when it's gonna happen next thing you know you just wake up in another room yeah it's very weird I, I think you briefly feel you briefly feel your body start to tingle and that's it see i would be that would not be my problem my problem would be the nurse coming in to put the iv into my vein to begin with having that thing in my vein to begin with knowing because yeah, it's it's like the, it's a catheter and then <gasps> and then you feel that you feel the coldness your arm gets cold <sighs> because the because the drip that goes that the that, iv the, the iv is cold like not even cold water but just cooler than your body temperature, so so it's uh, so you feel that it's actually a cool feeling, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, hopefully, I don't have to have to get put out in my life. Maybe I can just. It's a nice sleep. Oh, don't. <laughs> uh, it is. Got to work on things <clears throat> to get there. All right. Well, let me make sure I get all of my super chats. I haven't really. Plug them tonight, so we'll see if we have any. Oh, Stostube. Stostube says you can get C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce, half off for Cyber Monday. My wife says, looking totally hot as fuck. <laughs> see, see there. A that, coupon and a and a hottie. See a coupon and a uh, a, a sexy twist <laughs> to it. King approves. Uh, let me see here. Then you have it. Oh, Cone Coquess says here's my monthly extra support great shows this week frank i hope i'll be blessed to age like tony black also love the show with jay gulinello so many good health tips that actually work fasting has changed my life discipline and health many thanks as always thank you guys it's wonderful to have you all out there and you know what for those of you who are monthly subscribers on either directly through quite frankly tv or on on subscribe star or patreon i will see you tomorrow it's going to be a very brief uh, get-together for our Sunday hangouts, and it'll probably be around 1 p.m. Um, because I'm, we're, we're doing second Thanksgiving tomorrow, so uh, it'll be, we go, we're going to be hosting. So I'll see you a little bit earlier, but Monday night, can't wait to see you all. Uh, Anthony, Lauren, anything you want to say as we leave? No. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. We'll Thankful do for all of you being out there. We'll do this again soon. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Um, Christmas streams coming your way. All right, everybody. Have a nice night.